Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Jay, thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know how you're listening. There's so many different ways you could listen to us from our website, gethappywithjay.com. You can check us out on Spotify. We're on Google Play and we're on iTunes. So, and we're going to be adding more places that you can listen to it too. I'm really right now looking at iHeartRadio as an option and some others. So, that's just one of the goals and things that uh, we're going to be doing this year is just expanding our listening audience. So to everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. And if you are, please rate and subscribe. The rates really help us get noticed and helps grow the podcast. And when you subscribe, then you get to know exactly when I upload a new podcast episode, which is every single weekend. Sometimes it's on Saturday. Sometimes it's on Sunday. Just whatever, you know, life things are going on I work my editing and uploading schedule around that so today I have my wonderful I don't even want to call her a guest anymore because she's like a regular so I might as well say co-host amen Karen Wilson <laughs> thank you so much for joining me we're in a new locale we're using my mobile podcast equipment which I'm absolutely loving yeah that's so, great yeah at the end of the show I might have to get your your opinion okay. about how this because I think it feels different it feels yeah. like less formal and yeah more comfortable yeah I, I think that. people yeah my uh last week's episode was my first one that I um remotely recorded other than the ones I've done myself from mm -hmm, home mm -hmm. and uh, my guest she just seemed so relaxed and I'm like yeah this is the lick I think people are going to be more relaxed and when you can feel like you're in your own environment and you're mm -hmm. not in some sterile studio mm -hmm. I think that makes a difference so absolutely I'm excited <laughs> and what I really wanted to talk to you today about is you have this incredible story about your health journey you had a diagnosis a few years ago and I think um, not that this is necessarily going to be a political episode <clears throat> but I think as 2020 is coming near and we've got more and more people added to the Democratic side that are running for president it's a herd girl a yeah, herd dare <laughs> I say caravan yes there you go <laughs> right there, yeah so anyway I think one of the things that a lot of them have said that is really resonating throughout the country, no matter where they are, is health care. Mm -hmm. And I think as we're looking at candidates and deciding whether you're Republican or not, hopefully there'll be someone that even challenges mm -hmm. Trump on the Republican mm -hmm. side. I think they really need to do that. Mm -hmm. Although it's such a cult that I don't know that anyone will step up. Nobody can change their minds. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. But um, regardless, I think 
healthcare is an issue for mm-hmm. all of us because all of us at some point in our life are going to face something. And your challenge began when? What year was that when you first started noticing that something was going on with you? Um, I got, uh, well, I started having issues, um, I want to say like July or August of 2010. And I had started working at, uh, there's no way to prove it, but um, one of the comments that the um, specialist said is basically I had an allergic reaction to something I came in contact with. And so I started at Bed Bath & Beyond in, in October of 2008. Mm-hmm. And every, my mom always said, I marched so you guys wouldn't have to um, clean bathrooms or do stuff. And so she's like, get your education. And so um, I started there in October of 2008. And literally every night that I worked at Bergner's, they made me clean the bathrooms. Even mm-hmm. after, mm-hmm. that's. I mean, usually if you work front end, that would because they don't do anything but stand there at the cash register. So the people that were the cashiers, they, they, they called it front end. If you were front end, then you would um, you know, do the deposit, they would clean the bathrooms. But if you were on a side, you didn't have to do that. Even after I got assigned to soft sides every night, and I was one of what, two black people that worked there at the store, so we're mm-hmm. just gonna put mm-hmm. that out there. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, they made me clean the bathrooms every night. So, by, so this would have been two years later that and I started having problems and um, now I live next to the cornfield I'm from Galesburg proud of that corn and trains that's all I know so um, I <laughs> live ne- amen um, so I lived next to the cornfield for 36 years itchy runny but never swollen and painful mm-hmm. and when I say excruciating pain oh my god so um, I so I want to say yeah about September of 2010 I, it was, you know, the winding down of the summer, and I had the windows open, and um, when I woke up that morning for my uh, 9 to 3 o'clock shift at, at Bed Bath & Beyond, I went in the bathroom, and when I turned the light on, the whole left side of my face was distinted like I had been in a fight. Now, wow. I live alone, okay? So, and uh, I couldn't even open it to, like, you know, and when I turn, you know, you turn the light on and, and it's squinting, oh, and um, so I'm like, well, what is this? And um, and unbeknownst to me, my coworker at the time, uh, Tylan, I said, well, I said, has this been going on? He says, yeah. He said, I'd noticed it for like four months, but he's like, I didn't want you to think I was staring at you like that. But so it's you've been, been having swelling. Yeah, it had been notice. slowly closing for four months before this episode oh, actually wow. happened. Uh-huh. And so I get up and. Um, I go into work and there's a there's a this one lady I'll never forget that uh, Carol she was our um, POS lady that would go in and change the signs and if we had damages and stuff like that so anyway she was a mom because I'm motherless my mom passed away in 2004 and my god mom is not here where she can look at me I called her and told her what was going on but she's you know so I went into Carol and I said you're a mom does this look swollen to you and she's like yeah but she's like it's the weekend And she's like, you don't want to go to the emergency room on a weekend or a Monday. So she's like, and I'm not a hysterical mom. So she's like, just get some Advil. That will help with the pain and, um, you know, anti-swelling. And if it's not gone in a week or two, then that's when you need to get excited. Mm -hmm. So I took Carol's advice. and But, I mean, the pain, I mean, it just radiated. And um, so anyway, this, yeah, so this would have been um, September. And so I sat on it for a little bit. And I, like I said, I asked Tylan, I said, and so by the time um, my birthday at November, I was, I'd had it. And uh, and I went to, 
to my cousin Janet's and she's like, I had tinted glasses at the time. And I went in the house and, you know, this is winter time and the glasses had fogged up and I took the, my glasses off when I was at her house and she said, what in the hell is the matter with your damn mind? That's the way Janet talks. And, um, and so I said, you know, I've been dickering with this. I don't really know. And she, and I said, I don't know what to do because I didn't have insurance. I was uninsured, um, Mm -hmm. you know, working these, uh, the, the American nightmare of three part-time jobs. And so do you think that the fact that you were uninsured is why you didn't go and get it checked out sooner? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, so anyway, I was crabbing about this at work. And, uh, and so one of my coworkers, she said, well, you're at ISU. She's like, you're automatically covered. She's like, she's like, you have insurance or, or no, she said, go to health services and get, that would be, she said, they're not good, but if they, you need a referral, they can help you. And then because I was full-time student, um, I was automatically, uh, under the ISU's insurance, unless you defer it, you, if you are a full-time, um, 18, 20 hour, uh, credit mm-hmm. student, you automatically qualify for insurance, which meant, but did you know that? No, until not until, not, not, not until uh-huh. I had to check. And so then I had the opportunity Now I had a previous relationship with I, with university of Iowa hospitals from, um, years ago when I was sick. Uh, on the other end with um, reproductive stuff. And um, so I already had a relationship with them. I didn't even think about Illinois Eye Center here. But anyway, I called out to Iowa City myself and I told them, you know, I went to bed, I woke up this way and they tried to say it was, um, you know, allergies or whatever. And I I was like, no, but because I had, when I was at ISU, they referred me to Gailey Eye Clinic, which I wouldn't put my dog over there unless I could watch it. Um, <laughs> that horrible. was Karen, you guys. Yes. Not, not yeah, okay. Because he had the worst bedside manner I'd ever seen. And um, he tried to tell me I needed a lid lift. He wanted to do something cosmetic. And he never dilated. He never examined. He never did anything. And like I said, my mom was a nurse. So I'm kind of... I just knew something. I knew inherently something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, itchy, runny swollen and painful something is not right so I didn't accept that diagnosis and so over Christmas break I call out to um Iowa City and of course she tried to poo-poo me and I said get the attending this is you know bullshit well let's and- let's pause right <laughs> sure. there real quick because mm-hmm. it is so important for all of us to be so proactive Absolutely. with our health care absolutely i mean we live in these bodies because there there's been times that you know i can pretty much almost self-diagnose myself mm-hmm. because i know when i'm having different reactions or different things are going on yeah. and sometimes you go to these doctors some of them have like god complexes and they just want to like diagnose you just based on what you say like no look at me and you have to be like assertive sometimes. So or I they just want to throw drugs because they get yeah. a kickback. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so you really, really have to be your own advocate when it comes to your health care, whether yeah. you have insurance or not. That well, is so important. So yeah, so I went out to Iowa City armed with my ISU insurance and um, so, and it, the other thing I will point out, so yeah, because I told him what was going on, and I said, I said nobody's dilated, nobody's examined. This is this is crap. So she got the attending on, and his comment to me was, "Hmm, that's intriguing that you went to bed and woke up this way." So I have to say, in order for them to pay attention to you, it has to be a challenge. Yeah. And that and and, and so um, you have to just you know be the bull with the horn and say I'm not 
you know, accepting this treatment mm -hmm. and just seek a second opinion, a third opinion until somebody listens to you and gets you the care that you need. So he said, hmm, that's very intriguing that 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 happened. And um, so he said, can, so this is on a Monday. And he said, I'm going to set up an appointment for you on Wednesday. Can you come out and we'll do an exam? I drove out there uh, two and a half hours by myself and um, uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon. And I was at that clinic until seven o'clock that night because they did the ultrasound. They brought the students in, took pictures. I mean, I'm probably in some medical journals or something like that. But anyway, um, he's like, hmm. We need to make sure that's not the big C. And so he said, so you have to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he told you that up front? Yeah. He said, we have to rule out everything. So and I had so to have a biopsy. What did, what did you think when you heard the C word? I, I mean, that's terrifying. out. It was. And, um, and by that time, yeah, 2010, mom had already passed away. So I knew uh, there's exactly four of us. Anomalies run one out of four. My mother passed away from kidney cancer, so I knew one of us was going to get that, you know. And I've picked up everything else because I'm the recessive gene and the youngest. I've taken the brunt of what three people were supposed to get. They should bow down to me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, you know. So yeah, so I was quite alarmed, and um, so they so they, granted this was yeah over Christmas, and so my original um, surgery date was supposed to be December 28th, but because of, you know, Christmas day and everything, everything was messed up. So I had biopsy surgery January 5th of 2011. And, um, so they came back that it was not cancer, but it did test positive for sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis is, um, inflammation of soft tissue normally attacks heart, liver, and lungs. Very rare to come in the eye. Most people will lose sight in their eye and 70% of the cases are African-American. Wow. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of the disease, period, mm -hmm. until um, I heard about Bernie Mac's diagnosis, right, exactly. which is what ultimately yeah. led to his death, yes. because I think it got in his lungs. Yes. Uh -huh. And like basically, yeah, basically suffocated to that. Suffocated yeah. his lungs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, so I said, if I had a question as to whether or not I'm uh, African-American, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you guys, you can't necessarily <laughs> tell looking at Karen. I know we're, this is audio and not video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm completely aware of that and own that. So so anyway, so yeah, so I did test positive for the sarcoidosis. And then, um, so then they, you're only allowed two or three prednisone shots in your lifetime. I had two prednisone shots in my left eye to try and arrest the swelling. It was that bad. Oh, wow. And, um, and so... Uh, and it worked to what it is now. And then uh, and then I did prednisone by mouth for a little bit, but I had to get off of that stuff because it was making me crazy, uh, making me fat, and I couldn't stay asleep, so bump that. And I'm in <laughs> school. I was like, yeah. I need my rest. So, um, but, yeah, it, it's just very crazy that, um, you know, and, and I said, and back to my experience at, at um, Gailey Eye Clinic, yeah, I said if I had listened to him, it could have spread. I could have lost sight in my eye. I just, I was like, I'm not having this. And so, yeah, you definitely have to advocate for yourself, do your research. And, um, yeah, I went online to find out more about sarcoidosis. And um, so is it something that once you have it, you have it for life or does it go into recession or a remission no. rather I said recession yeah. <laughs> remission no the 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 thing that we have to to watch out for yeah the the main exhibit came in my eye 
but there is some in my lungs. There was a shadow in my, or spots on my lungs. But when they did the initial test, they did not do it with contrast. So, um, so we have to watch on that. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of the, uh, I, I always, I'm proud of this because I said this is the product of no smoking and no drinking. One pulmonary function test, I had a lung capacity of 115%. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord knows you need something health-wise yeah, to go in exactly, your favor. Exactly. But then um, I started getting respiratory infections. Every time it goes from warm to cold, I get a respiratory infection. And so that has compromised me. So I, And so, yeah, normal is um, 80, and I haven't been able to get past 79 the last time they did it. So, so that's something we got to watch. That's what the lady said, just kind of watch to see, um, you know, where that's going to go. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So all this time, because you said this all kind of started in 2010, mm-hmm. that was about two years after Obama was elected mm-hmm. and his first major piece of legislation, his to this day, his key piece was mm-hmm. the Affordable Care Absolutely. Act. And did going through your health crisis make you more aware of the importance of health insurance because for you being single no kids so you couldn't get like a medical card or anything and you weren't you know make didn't have a full-time job that would have possibly given you health insurance so for someone like yourself you're the prime example as to why uh, the ACA is so important because you are one of millions of people absolutely that would not normally have been able to have healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what were you thinking at that time? So I remember we were doing a show together on a radio station and you were like the biggest proponent of and, and supporter of the ACA because you had been there and done that. Lived the, lived the American nightmare. Yes, I have. So um, yeah, that really, once I figured out, you know, that I was able to get care um, through the school and then once I graduated, you know, then I'm uninsured again. So having the ACA was just a godsend because I was at least able to get medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, I still need to, to take my medicine. And um, and so, uh, so, yeah, that was just light years away from where I was before because I had another health issue. Like I said, I'm allergic to the planet except my own skin, and sometimes that's suspect. Ugh. But um, I had had another episode where I was having dizzy spells, and I didn't know what was going on. And I had just started at Penny's and they did offer healthcare to their part-time workers, but you had to be there 30 days. And this started mm-hmm. going on before my 30 days. And, um, and I was like, okay, you know, I said, how can you be a short person and not be able to put your arms over your head? I was, it was just a mess. And so I ended up again, calling the specialist, <laughs> the ear, nose and throat, uh, guy. And they checked my hearing. Cause they said, sometimes if you have problems with headaches or something, you might be losing hearing, but I'm okay with that. And, um, but she wasn't able to help me because she said, you have to be in the throes of a dizzy spell in order for her to do whatever she needed to do. $1,200 later, and I didn't get any help. So so that's why having that experience and then the other thing happened in 2010, I was like sitting on it because I didn't want to rack up another bill that I was going to have to come out of my own pocket. Yeah. Until my godmom was like, you better go to the doctor before you end up blind. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, so I was gun shy about going any place because I did not want to, you know, rack up that bill again. Now fast forward to 2019 and I was sick all of February with uh, with bronch like I said when it goes from warm to cold I get the rest of I can like so does it, is it worse for you because of the sarcoidosis I think so mm-hmm. I think that might be the the indicator because 
yeah, this started in 2009, and then I was diagnosed in 2010-11. So, um, uh, so anyway, yeah, all of February, I was coughing my head off, and they didn't want to give me medicine. And finally, the clinic doctor was like, well, I'm going to rule out pneumonia, and then I'll know what kind of steroid to give you. And so now I'm getting all the bills from the emergency room because I don't have a mm-hmm. GP right now. Mm-hmm. And But I'm worth it. I thought, you know what, it, at the end of the day, if it, you know, for my health, and I got to, you know, make payments at $10 a month or whatever needs to happen, it, it's worth it, you know. So. Yeah. It's just so vitally important. And healthcare to me should be seen as a right mm-hmm. because the costs are astronomical. And I think if everyone had health insurance, of course, you know, we've looked at the numbers, we've seen all the research, we know that everyone's costs would go down. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about, because this is, this is another big piece of the argument and, and what people are even basing their political platforms on is Medicare for all. What do you think about it? I think it's a good thing because my whole thing is preventative medicine. If they catch you early, they can help you. If you're a train wreck, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. So um, so if you can get people in for their, for their um, you know, well, well, Medicare, but um, yeah, get in for their, their uh, normal checkups and um, health screenings for, you know, colon cancer, breast cancer, you know, all those different things. Mm-hmm. And because I, I just had a situation at work, my coworker is kind of scary because we were both uh, comparing uh, war stories about our cough and then come to find out she got diagnosed with leukemia last week. Wow. Yeah, and went in. For, I was like, kudos to the ER doctor that saw something because she went in for arm pain, and left arm pain, and then came down with a leukemia diagnosis within 24 hours later. Wow. So, yeah. So left arm pain, she probably was fearful even of like a heart oh, issue. Oh, absolutely. Like attack, absolutely. So but signs. I think she falls into the um, genetic thing. You can't fight genetics. And, and yeah. a cousin of hers had passed away from cancer early last year. So, you know, but yeah. So, you know, if she didn't have insurance, she might not be here. You know what I'm saying? So, but let's take a moment mm-hmm. to look at, at that argument because I think in theory, it is wonderful. The, the, you know, the idea of everyone just automatically being covered. I mean, I love the idea, but does my reality match up to it? Like, for example, I have to say, I absolutely love my GP and I would not want to have to switch. I've been blessed to have two great, great general practitioners. The one I had before this one, he was phenomenal as well. And I, the only reason why I left that practice was because my um, insurance changed at work. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I had to look for another doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, thankfully, I found the right one. She has just been absolutely phenomenal. And the idea of having to switch and get another doctor well, that's, I mean that would tick me off that's so the I fight that I'm going that's the fight that I'm going through right now because yeah. I've been OSF my whole life and because I work for Unity Point now I gotta switch to Unity Point yeah so and the interesting thing because I always and I'm unique in the fact that you know I am uh you know half black and half white and so that those things come and so I try and patronize a black doctor i want a lady black Mm -hmm. doctor unfortunately unity point does not have that many black doctors they do not and so i haven't picked anybody because 
you know, I said the only one I the that you that I can see, and I can get a, a um, I can get a female Indian doctor, but that's not the same. Even though she's a person of color, that's not the same. Sorry, skin folk not. Skin yeah, folk. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the the only um, African American. Well, she's African, is Dr. Nala, uh, and she's G-O-B-G-Y-N. She's not a general practitioner. Yeah. So that's the only one that I can find so far. And um, so I've been kind of hesitant to, and then, you know, and then they're like, well, just get any lady doctor. No, there's certain things, you know, inherent biases and stuff that that come well, into that. Well, mine is awesome. She's okay. Caucasian, but she oh, is okay. phenomenal. Okay, well, maybe I'll have so to after the make show, a visit. I'll, I'll, yeah, <laughs> let me give you a recommendation okay. because okay. she is the bomb. <laughs> okay, well, I need somebody, yeah. Because this has been eye-opening, yeah. I said, of all the times for me to get sick, and I don't have a general practitioner, and then I had to keep going to the urgent care, and then I ended up at the emergency room twice, and like I said, I'm paying for that. I don't yeah. understand how people just run up to the emergency room at any god-given time but if you're on medicaid it's completely paid for oh hey. uh, yeah so yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah because i was telling you i had an issue like the other day something went into my eye and i couldn't get it out at first and you know i guess i'm weird in that this has happened to me several times in my life so i knew i needed to get it removed and that it possibly scratched my cornea and this and that and so at first i was gonna because it happened at night and i'm like oh my goodness I'm going to have to go pay my astronomical copay to go to the ER just to get something tiny <laughs> taken out of my eye. And fortunately, it like dislodged itself and I had to go get checked the next day and I did have a cut in my cornea. Uh oh. So, okay. yeah, a little tiny one, okay. microscopic. Okay. Um, Only they would see it. Yeah. They had to put <laughs> dye in my eye, but it's mm. like. I do not want to pay that copay to mm. go to the ER. Amen to that. <laughs> so I'm yeah. almost jealous of the people mm. that can go and they don't have to pay for it. Those Medicaid people, they just run up here. Like uh, we had one when I first started at Methodist downtown that came every night by ambulance because she was pregnant and thrown up every night, five nights in a row. Finally on the uh, well, four nights, finally on the fifth night, they admitted her. And I think that's what she wanted because she was trying to get away from her kids. I don't know. I'm trying not to be judgmental, <laughs> but um, right. I, and I've never been pregnant, so I have no idea. I cannot appreciate. But well, I was, I was like, blessed when I was. I was hardly ever. Sick. OK, well, I was like, <laughs> you're growing a human. You're going to be nauseous. If it's a girl, you're more nauseous because of all the extra estrogen. OK, just sidebar there. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm like, grow some and sit down someplace. But anyway. But anyway, we kind of got off track. <laughs> Sorry, digress the, for just a moment. <laughs> yeah, about the Medicare for all. It's like, I love the idea of it. Mm -hmm. But if it came down to that and they were like, well, you're limited to the doctors you can choose and you can't yeah. go to your doctor, I would be highly upset yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that. I don't I don't know how I feel about it replacing the insurance industry as a whole. Mm -mm. I think you should still have choice. Yeah. You know, cuz some people cuz um you know the old adage that my mom used to say you get what you pay for and sometimes if you're trying to go the cheap route, you're going to get cheap care. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so if you're willing to pay, then I think you should have that choice to go on and pay out of your own pocket. I think we should still have the regular insurance companies yeah. because you're always going to have well, yeah, some I people that have that, the means to be able to do yeah. it. They should be able to do it. I yeah. think personally that uh, Medicare for all should be available for people when they need it. Mm -hmm. Like if you do not have a full-time employer that offers health insurance that you can afford or they 
possibly don't offer it at all, then I think at those times of your life, when you're between jobs or whatever, you absolutely should be able to have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I still like the idea of my employer providing health insurance. I think that's one of the, yeah, the, the, that's what's that's called a, a benefit. It's a, yeah, it's a benefit <laughs> for having full-time work. And I think they should do that. Yeah, because I could have benefited from Medicare for All when I was, you know, the American Nightmare with three part-time jobs and full-time school. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, none, you know, I'm trying to piece together part-time here, part-time here, and part-time there to make a full 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And nobody offered me insurance. That's why, you know, that's how I got into the predicament that I was in because I wasn't covered. And, um, you know, like they said, you're, you're one... A medical event or something happened to your car and mm-hmm. disaster you yeah. know because so. you know most <clears throat> americans with this the latest shutdown that happened which was a fiasco they said that the average american does not even have four hundred dollars set aside for an emergency no ma'am no we're all working paycheck to paycheck yes. and that's frightening because you're yeah. right you are just one calamity away from absolute disaster in your life Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm I'm right there. I'm not proud of it, but um, you know, as uh, are I think ninety two percent of the country. Yeah, you are live right for your you. income tax return because that's the only way I'm able to save anything is if they take it from me. From and me. how do you even get it a return? It's like me and my husband, we like totally get screwed every year by the well, IRS. Well, it's interesting that you say that because federal, I was able to do that, but state of illinois came and stuck it to me i'd been looking for my i was only supposed to get 112 dollars back but uh i was looking for it and it, the the federal hit march 1st and i filed at the same time so i should have got the the 112 from the state well i got a letter today stating that they're holding it for something that i owe <laughs> but they paid me last year so i was like where did this come from who knows who knows that's so anyway a, that's so a, i said well, at least i know is a whole other yeah issue. so i said at least i know where it went and i can quit looking for it so it's gone <laughs> yep it's out in the nether region yep yep but anyway you guys thank you so much for listening to this episode and i hope that in hearing the story of someone who has been directly affected living by the health care issue I think you can understand how important it is and I'm sure you listeners have your own horror stories and and close calls about health care I mean with all the things that have gone on in my life I mean I've been really blessed um, to have the employer that I have had for the past almost 18 years I've had you know pretty excellent health care insurance that has covered so many different things so I feel incredibly blessed and my heart goes out to anyone who is not in that position and doesn't have health care I don't know what I would have done I mean the Mm -hmm. the idea of not being able to get basic health care is frightening to me well and just being able to get your medicine you know you've got to especially if you're diabetic or whatever you got to get your stuff yeah so um anything yeah. high blood pressure yeah which, high blood you know, pressure a lot all of that people, especially oh. people of color oh, have yeah. issues with that mm-hmm. yeah it's so vitally important so i encourage you as you're really thinking about who to vote for in this next election do your research um, baby do your research mm-hmm. know where they stand on health care and know what your own opinion mm-hmm. is about it because mm-hmm. like i said in theory, Medicare for all is great, but I personally still want choice. I did. I like choice. Yeah. 
And I also want Medicare for all to be able to be paid for. I want it Mm -hmm. to be able to make sense, Mm -hmm. which the money is there. You know, if if the money in the budgets are well, if if Dumbo doesn't take it, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm back. See, Karen is like the bad, the devil on my shoulder. It's like there's an angel on my shoulder and a devil on the other one. Own it. Own it. Karen says usually what I won't say. Yep. Yeah, I don't care. The Roller Mars says, I don't give a damn. You know? Okay. And you guys, I have not learned how to bleep yet. So all the expletives know, that you've I'm heard so in this episode, I'm sorry. You just had to hear them because I've got to figure I'm out. I'm a Christian under construction. Okay. <laughs> I've got to figure out how to bleep her out. <laughs> but at least, you know, there were no F-bombs thrown. So you can deal with I it. I do have some decor. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not much, but a little. <laughs> so thank you guys okay. for listening. And I would love to know. Give us a comment. You can um, send me a comment on the website, gethappywithjay.com, or go to our Facebook page by the same name, and please like it while you're there. Give us a comment. Share a story. Have you um, benefited from having health care, whether it's uh, thanks to the ACA, which added millions to the health care roles that didn't have health insurance before, or from your private employer, or did you have an experience where you went through something and you did not have health care at all? Please share your stories. Let me know, is that something that's going to be important to you for whatever candidate you choose to vote for in 2020? I would love to hear from you. You are always welcome to be a part of the conversation. So thanks to Karen Wilson, who will be joining <laughs> me again. Like I said, basically, she's a co-host Amen. at this point. I love because, it. Thank yes, you. Thank you for having been, me. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and she will be on again soon, as always. So to the rest of you guys, as I always say, until next week, do something within this next seven days to make yourself happy. It's not selfish. It's self-care. Bye-bye. Tell me how to get happy.